Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Let's see how this sounds. Okay. I'm getting some unholy feedback now. I think my Okay, I had to log into my phone. I got to turn this down. All right. Let's see how this goes. Yes, the echo. I just turned it down. I had my other module on, but it works when it decides to echo. But, eh, what the heck. I was all set. I was going to slide right on it nice and smooth, but we're still going to do it. You know, later on, I'm just going to have to um, cut off this. Um, I got to figure out what's going on with this piece here. I got three modules and they're all acting up. So we'll, we'll see. Let me see how this goes. Let me see. Just test again because I like to talk to the mic as opposed to the phone. But um, all right, let's hear it now. It's coming through there, which means it's coming through the mic. Hold on a second. Okay, I'm going to take this off. I'm going to walk away from the screen. I just want to make sure that everything is working right. So I'm going to come over here and lounge while I do this topic. Sorry for the delay. Don't know what that was all about, but that means it's probably going to be something good. Tell me something good. <laughs> all right. Now I got that muted. I have to, eh, I'm good. Let's talk about this, y'all. Let's talk about this. We're going to jump right into it since we have the delay. Yeah, we kind of chit-chat a little bit before we get in there, right? Had a good evening and, and just relaxed. Got a lot of my stuff done. Peaceful, out in nature, receiving downloads. This is a topic that people, and I'll say people because I keep names anonymous, but people have been asking me, Lance, please cover this topic. I'm telling you my story. I need to know. I can't take it no more. I'm with somebody who is frigid, cold, and just, they're not into me. This is not about just sex. This is about affection. This is about caring. But it's also about sex. But it's not something that's lewd. It's not something where you exploit or take advantage of your partner. This is about love. This is about being with somebody that it's 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 just so crucial. Do I do I have let me see something for a second? Okay. No, I'm not looking to do the Bluetooth. I'll leave it like that. I'll just go through the phone as I have. So there are people out here that they went into a marriage, and I'll say marriage, it can be just a relationship without marriage, but you're heavily vested into this union. If it's a marriage, more or less, there's those financial dealings that you both committed to, that you both can't get away from. You have children together. 
You committed to each other in word, but as time went on, one of the spouses, one of those in a relationship, realized that they're neglected. Now, mind you, I could have made the title Waiting for the Love He or She Refuses to Give. But this is just as much for the woman who's not receiving the love that he refuses to give. So don't get it twisted and think that possibly I'm only speaking about one without the other. In the illustration, you see two people. You see the man with his arm around the woman. And he's looking off a little bit disappointed. He's waiting. He's waiting for the affection. She'll cook for him. She'll clean the house. She'll make sure certain things are done. But when it's time to, and when I say go to bed, I don't mean just sex. Just the cuddling, the affection, the caring. Even if they were to hold each other and go to sleep. No, she rolls over. Like she doesn't want to be bothered with him. It's bothering him now because it's not about his manhood as far as feeling as though he's having sex. No, he loves this woman and she may have a love for him, not to say that she doesn't, but something is keeping her away and she's not acknowledging it. Just the way that some men have issues that's keeping them away. And he's not acknowledging it. So as I speak of the wife, I have to keep it on one. I can't keep jumping between both, but it means both. And I know you understand that. Let me uh, recline here a little bit. We will really get into this one. If the sound doesn't sound good, just type it in the chat room and let me know. So here they are, deep in a commitment where she doesn't seem to care about his emotional, mental, and physical satisfaction because when a woman or a man, mind you, I'm going to say it the last time, this means both. You can interchange the he for she. That's the only time you'll be able to interchange a he for she on this channel because once you're one, you ain't the other, but this topic covers both. It creeps over. You yearn for the physical touch. You see, we are, as human, H-U-E-M-A-N, we yearn for the human touch. When we were born, those are the things that meant a lot to us because our mother would hold us, touch us, and we received that as affection. That was the first manifestation of affection, to hear our mother's voice and our father if he was around, but there's a special bond for those nine months and even before and even after with that mother. So we go through life. We hug our friends. We're glad to see them. We hold hands with a girlfriend or a boyfriend if you're a woman. 
And we have different degrees of showing affection through touch. Now, showing affection through touch is not the only way to show affection. You can do for your partner. You can give a good word, an encouraging word of appreciation to your partner. There are so many ways to love your partner. But when you're in a relationship and there is a measure of sexual attraction, it's proper and it's right to go there with your mate. Not in a selfish way. Girl, you better be ready when I get home and give me that thing. No, they both have a say-so in this. It should be mutual. Sometimes you have a headache. Sometimes it's that time of the month. Sometimes your stomach just doesn't feel right. You feel nauseous. Maybe you're coming down with something. Most men would understand that. Most men are not demanding like that. But when you have someone who not only cannot satisfy you and refuses to satisfy you and refuses to answer the questions that you have for them. And what questions are those? Listen, sweetheart, we haven't made love in a while. Is there something about me that's turning you off? Is there something about me that you don't like? What is it? Because it's messing with my manhood. Not that me having sex every night or several times a week, uh, my manhood depends on it to see myself as a man. But when your woman rejects you, when your woman refuses you, and she's the one who is supposed to give that love, then what's the issue? What kind of position is she trying to put you in? Because this thing called marriage and sexuality, they say in Christianity that it's a gift from God. So it's a gift, if it's a gift from God, who are you to refuse the one who has committed to you? It doesn't make sense. There are so many people suffering this way, neglected, that they have a beautiful home, they have beautiful children together. At one point, they were engaging because they have children together. But things have evolved, things have gone cold. She has to understand that she committed to this man. And there's certain things that must be in place. Because the fact of the matter is, we need this when we're with someone. It's easy to abstain. It's easy to refrain from doing this when you're single and not to be controlled to find yourself in bad situations because you couldn't control your sex drive. But within a marriage, within a committed relationship, whether it's a marriage or not, you want your partner to be faithful. But I find that oftentimes when you plead with them for years, not begging for sex, but asking what is wrong. Because now what you need from them, what you want with them, 
They're ignoring you. Your needs are not being met. This is not a good place to be in. See, when they, I, I forgot how they said it in the Bible, but it's better to be married and to burn, something to that effect. So marriage is put in place so you can function with that gift that was given to you. So when a woman or a man, it's both, but I'm speaking because I'm a man, I'm speaking about a woman. When a woman refuses to release her man, who she committed to, to be with, to take care of in every way, just as he does. And he wants to please her. But something is getting in the way. Oftentimes, that man will say, well, maybe she doesn't want to be with me anymore. Maybe there's somebody else on her mind. Maybe she feels that this has been a mistake. Maybe I put on weight. and Yes, I did, but I don't think I look that bad. I don't think I'm that repulsive. He goes through a range of questions. But yet she refused to communicate, which makes it even worse. So he's married or in a committed relationship and very lonely. He has to ask for a hug. He has to ask a sweetheart, do you love me? And she avoids the question. Oh, you're always asking me that. Come on, you should already know. Well, let me, let me hear it. So when she's parting words with him on the phone call, she'll throw it out in a way like, I don't really want to do this, but love you. She doesn't even say, I love you. She doesn't say, sweetheart, you know you put on weight, but I don't care how much weight you put on. I'm going to still love you. If you want to get in shape for your health, I'm all for that. But we're in this together. Never forget that we're in this together. See, that's part of the whole union. Because a man can go out and have sex easy with anyone in the street. If you pay for it or your sweet talk somebody out there, you'll get it. There's no problem. It's like a restaurant. If you're not getting fed at home, it's not a problem to go out there and make an order and you get it right in front of you on your table, on the plate. But this man doesn't want to do this. He is hurting. Why doesn't my wife want me? And there's so many spouses out here that are asking that question. They're laying in the same bed with their spouse. And yet and still, there's not even a hug. There's not even any warmth. I'm trying to get you to understand. I've spoken with dozens of women and dozens of men who go through this. And yet, their bodies crave this. It's not a sign of weakness. But their bodies crave the affection with the one that they are joined on to. What is it that makes your partner ignore you this way? When you haven't been unfaithful, 
when you're keeping yourself up, when you're gainfully employed and bringing home all the money to secure her, even if she has a job, you're bringing home your money to make everything right. You love her very much, but you just are not getting what you need because it's not just the in and out of sex. You see, some men are dirty dogs. Let's face it. Some men, they're out there to get what they can get. Whether they have a connection or semi-connection with their wife, they can't say no. This is not, that's not the kind of situation I'm talking about because this is a very challenging show because so many people to me have said, Lance, please don't mention my name, but I want to talk about this. I want you to talk about this. And you know what? There are just as many women, if not more women than men who have reached out to me to speak about this same overlapping thing in their own way. So what you're hearing from me is a blended version to cover all bases. But in this version that I'm explaining to you, it overlaps and covers 95% of all situations. So for people out there who think, oh, they're just hot in the pants and they're horny and they just want to get it. No. When you're really attached to someone and you love them, you want satisfaction also. Now we have the situation of the man who thinks he's doing it. And he doesn't care to find out really and truly what she needs. We have sexual needs. We have sexual preferences in the bed as a heterosexual couple. Because when you say prefer preference, preferences, excuse me, <laughs> that brings in a whole other thing, and I'm not trying to go there. When you have a certain preference, a certain activity that you agree on. You want to be able to explore. You want to be free. You want to fall out after this thing happens. You want to fall out to the point where you don't even know when you fell asleep. But you know that you're going to wake up in each other's arms. What a strong, loving bond that is. But so many people deny their spouse, the satisfaction of showing love, which oftentimes results in sexual contact, which is proper in the committed relationship. So my question is to the chat room and those who see this in the comment section after this goes up as a video, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? See, you didn't see the red flags in the beginning. Oftentimes, it's the upbringing that makes a woman turn off this way. She'll put on for a while and, and put out for a while. But the real her comes out. She may have been violated when she was younger. And if you know this, you say, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm rolling with you because I love you. 
We'll get through this thing together. If you need therapy, I'll be there for you. I won't bother you all the time for stuff like that. That's a man who really loves his woman. But she acts as though there's no problem. So I don't need therapy for that. That's not that serious. Yes, it is. It's, it's hampering the communication on all levels between you and your spouse. And it's a very selfish, self-centered thing to, to neglect. Because I'm quite sure you wouldn't want to find out that he found himself in the arms of a woman who may be in the same situation. There's a lot of that. When you see this happen, from a man or a woman, because that woman can find herself in the arms of another man. Right? Because we act like we can brush this thing off, but it's very important. You go, you get married, you settle down, you get that mortgage, you get that house, you make babies, and after a while, she's cold or he's cold and refuses to talk about it. It's a thing where people who don't know the situation will compare it to a wayward man who's just out there to get whatever he can get or a whorish woman who is cheating on her husband and it's so bad. But I'm speaking to those situations where they've been trying and trying and trying and waiting for the love that he or she refuses to give. So you're trapped. I find this to be some, somewhat narcissistic also. Not always. But it's almost like they get a, a twisted pleasure from denying you. And when you're trapped with someone like this, it can be almost a sexual Stockholm syndrome. And again, we're talking affection and emotions. Because when you're going full throttle in your sexual life, when it's proper, it's not just friction. You're not just a glorified friction provider. You're feeling emotions. Your mind is being de-stressed. And you feel this love. And like I said in the prior show, it's so nice when you're, I'm speaking as a man, she's got her thighs wrapped around you and you're inside of her and you're letting go. And you see the look on her face and you're looking in her eyes and you're deep inside of her and there's nothing between y'all. Oh yeah, there's something between you as far as emotion, but there's no condom between the both of you. This is your woman. I'm your man, and this is what we do. The stress of the world is gone now. We're in our sacred bedroom. I'm enjoying looking at you. I'm enjoying tasting you. I'm enjoying filling up balls deep, and you love it, and you love me, and I'm your man. Do you know 
when that man wakes up, how good he feels when he goes out to work and knows that he has his woman at home. She ain't messing around. He ain't messing around. He's bringing it all home. You're out in the living room and your kids are running around. And you both say to yourself, boy, we made those children. Look how beautiful they are. When you come home as a man and as a woman, but when you come home as a man and your kids, your young kids are there and they run down the steps, they run from the back, they could be playing with their friends. They hear you come in, daddy, and they climb you like a tree. That is the most satisfying feeling that came out of the marriage union. So it's not just, oh, I want a little nookie and that's it. Give me a little head and that's it. This is some deep stuff. How do you do this and form a soul tie with somebody, a righteous soul tie, because righteous soul ties are supposed to be. It makes the bond stronger. When you lay up with all different types of people, you are still creating soul ties, but there's no commitment in it. So now you're tied to somebody. You're trying to walk away because you did what you did with them for the night, for the couple days, a couple weeks. There's no problem. But your, your mentality is twisted because you're connected to too many people. You messed up. The soul ties are there to reinforce the relationship. It's like double bagging groceries when you go to the supermarket because the plastic bags on their own are weak. So you double bag it. You tie it up. Look how many people are tied up to people who don't give a damn about their total well-being. Let me tell you something. You have the skeletal system. You have the nervous system. You have the digestive system. You have the circulatory system. You have many more systems. You have the reproductive system. All of the systems in the body, aside from the reproductive system, if not being executed properly, you'll damn near die instantly. If your blood stops circulating, you see, you're not going to live too long. Right? So, if your nervous system is out of whack, you won't live too long either. Your skeletal system, if it collapses, you won't be able to move around. You need your skeleton. But if you don't utilize your reproductive system, you won't die. But there's something in us that when we're with somebody, you lose your mind and go crazy. I don't mean instantly, but you bring about mental health issues. You'll bring about extreme emotional issues. I asked the partners of these suffering spouses, why did you marry them? If you knew that you would neglect them in such a cruel manner. He wants you. He wants you, only you. 
but you refuse to even indulge him. And when you do, you don't even try. You're not interested in what he likes or she, from a man to a woman, because this is both sides. See? Clarissa, you're right. It's too much selfish and superficial people. They may want you for the status. They may want you to be a placeholder and nothing more. And they knew exactly what they wanted you for. Lots of times when things rear their ugly head, it's not a situation where, oh, I'm just getting this way now. They knew. They never show affection to you in public. When you go to kiss them or even on the cheek, slightly they seem to get tense and they pull away. You hold their hand and when they see certain people, they kind of pull away or find an excuse to not hold your hand anymore. It doesn't mean that you're clingy. Because there are many people who are raised up in households where there's no love, there's no touching, there's no affection, there's no showing it. I've seen this many, many times. Family members see each other after not seeing each other for months. They may live in a different state. And they only get close to each other. And if they do attempt to hug, they lean in. Like it's some holy church hug. And they may pat each other on the shoulder and touch cheeks real quick and part. And they don't see each other that way. Listen. They say, and the joke is, Puerto Ricans. That's not a put down. But even if one of them were going to the corner store to come back in five minutes, they all hug them. Oh, papi, love you. I love you. And it's not relegated to Puerto Ricans. I'm just saying that one. They may not get along sometime, but they're going to show each other affection. They're going to show you the affection. And some of us, I'm not saying all of us, I'm not putting a nationality of people over. But what's wrong? What do you think your man is going to do? How long do you think he's going to wait for that bus that never comes, it never arrives? At some point, he's going to have to start walking because he realizes the bus is never going to come. What are you pushing him into? Why are you doing this? You made soul ties with him. He committed to you. You bought property together, vehicles together, insurance policies, different things, beautiful home. I'm painting a picture. It could be an apartment. It may not be a marriage, but it could be committed relationship. When somebody else sees your spouse, and gives a kind word to them. And they don't mean to be seductive. They're not trying to seduce your husband or wife. But in 
general terms, how are you? Nice to see you today. How are you going to feel when that kind of innocent contact, it could be on a job, it could be in your neighborhood, it could be an old situation that didn't work out, but now the person comes back in a more mature way and senses that your spouse is not getting what they need. And again, this is not just about intercourse or oral sex or this or that, but if they don't have the other, when it comes down to being neglected that way, now we got a problem. Because you got couples out here, they haven't had sex in weeks, months, years, decades. And that neglectful spouse is okay with it. And then it can make you as the one who's neglected very angry. Very angry. To be neglected. And you say to yourself, I'm a good man or I'm a good woman. Because it's both. But I'm speaking from my side again. Because we're going to wait and see who comes in that comment section. Well, it's the woman too. We know that. We're speaking on that. And you do your own evaluation of yourself. You say, I'm not in bad shape. I'm in pretty good physical shape. Everything is operating. I get glances of appreciation from strange women out in the street that let me know that I'm still attractive. I'm a gentleman. I never put my hands on my wife or my spouse in a bad way. Abusive. Why is it this way? What is it that I have to do? On a side note, you got some men who are abusive to their woman. And that woman makes sure to take care of him. It's the bad boy syndrome. Sometimes it seems when you're too accommodating and too nice. That you get the short end of the stick. Am I saying to abuse a woman? No, never do that. But before you get with somebody, make sure you understand their upbringing. Don't rush into it. Sometimes you take your time. And it's like bait and switch. So the question to you now. This man doesn't want to lose what they both worked so hard for. He just wants a little affection. He's not even thinking about sex right now. He wants to cry. And he's been crying for years on the inside. He finds someone who he can talk to about this, who he's seeking advice from. Not knowing that this woman is going through the same thing. And there's that moment where he may shed a tear in her presence. And she feels for him. But he doesn't know. And she's going through the same exact thing. 
They enjoy each other's company whenever they can spend time. Even at this point, many can sense or feel that an emotional affair is about to happen. See? Because those things will creep up on somebody who is needy. Again, they're not thinking sex. But it's very satisfying to get a compliment, to get a warm hug, a word of encouragement, and a word of appreciation. There's so many men and women out here in marriages who don't get appreciated. And what's more of a slap in the face is when that spouse who denies you that appreciation can outwardly compliment other people, encourage other people, and you get angry as you should. Wait a second. Here you are, giving freely to the world while starving me of the same thing. And they'll give you an answer. Oh, you're too sensitive. Many, like I said, are very sadistic with a smile on their face. But they don't realize what they're doing. It's irreparable damage to your psyche and to your heart. So people on the outside who see you with this other woman, who's encouraging you and giving you attention, giving you affection without crossing the line. And of course, it is dangerous to be in that state and to be around with someone else. But you've been deprived for years. No sex for years. You're not thinking that advanced, but you begin to think of this person, you become aroused. They're, in a way, they're loving you, appreciating you. And now your mind begins to turn away from your spouse, the spouse who starved you for so long. You don't even see her in a manner of affection. You don't even see her in a sexual way. She's not the giver of that kind of love and never has been for a very long time, but you can see and feel that this other person feels this way for you, even though she hasn't said a mumbling word. Yes, Clarissa. They minimize how you feel. They dismiss you. They even try to make you feel foolish for feeling the way that you do. And they know good and damn well as they give advice to their girlfriends over the phone, right? They tell them all the right things that they should be doing, but they don't listen to their own advice. Waiting for the love she refuses to give. You're trapped. Are you supposed to live like this for the rest of your life? Because the lack of affection, and I say that a lot, but the lack of sex also, when you're in something, when you're open emotionally, and you're supposed to be taking care of each other, you're supposed to understand and compromise. It doesn't mean, oh, uh, uh, bend over and let me do this. No. He wants to know that you want him too. 
And she wants to know, the woman who is going through the same thing, wants to know that you want her. It's nice to be desired. This is something that should be a constant in relationships. Don't go to bed angry. You make up. If you have a dispute that gets under your skin, have makeup sex. The anger's still in you, but you're doing it. And you're looking at this person. You might be a little angry and say, I love you anyway. Damn it, let's do this. And it puts more fire in the act. It's a healing thing, a nurturing thing. It's not a thing that society has made it to be. It's this lewd thing, this low-down thing. The men and the women on Instagram just going through the motions and twerking and humping and all this stuff. They've, they've reduced it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a gift from the creator. So if the creator gave you both this gift, why are you holding back? Because you are part of the equation for this gift to work. You see? So what sick thrill are you getting from denying your man or, or, or the man who denies the woman? I said I wasn't going to keep going back and forth, but you understand it's both. So when he finally makes up his mind, you know, he, I've been waiting too long. I need to feel this. I love my wife, but she don't give a damn about me that way. So you see this man coming out of a hotel. And you know of him. You don't know him real good. You don't know the situation. Or you see the woman who's neglected coming out of a hotel. And you know how they do it. One walks out. And the other one waits five or ten minutes. And he walks out. They get into the same car separate cars. They have to sneak as though they're doing something bad. The people who observed them and say, oh, I saw uh, so-and-so's wife getting out of the hotel with this man. Or I saw the man down the block who I know is married and that wasn't his wife coming up the hotel. Yes, it comes down to sex. But oftentimes when you neglect it like this, it's not just about sex. It's the affection, the appreciation, the laughing at each other's jokes, the gazing into each other's eyes, the romance, the beautiful times that you have. And the feeling of release that the both of you feel. The feeling of accommodation. There's no part of your body that is off limits. There's nothing that I would not do for you. There's nothing that you would not do for me. That's the beauty of it. Flow with it. Discover each other's nerve endings because that will strengthen your nerves. That will strengthen your heart. That will strengthen your skeletal system. That will strengthen your digestive system. It's the only system that's not mandatory to breathe Walk around and live. But when you have it, everything is toned up even better. And now you're connected to this person who loves you. And you have the intangibles of this emotional support, this mental support, the physical report. Support, I said report. <laughs> it will be a report if you don't get none.
It'll be a police report. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. My Freudian slips are still funny. But you see where I'm going with this. How many here will say this man, this woman who didn't go looking, these things happen naturally. They happen naturally. They're starved. They're not just neglected. This is abuse. Straight up abuse. You see? You're denying your partner love and affection. And they're lonely. And they're crying to themselves. They're bleeding on the inside. But then you want to get mad. When you catch a hint that he's been with someone else. He still comes home to you and treats you with respect. Even though many would say that's disrespectful what he did. But it's disrespectful what you're doing to have this man trapped in a relationship. And you're not doing what it is that would make him feel good. With love. Let's get raw with it right now. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say some words now. I'm talking real. Because there's other people out here depending on me to say certain things. And again, I've been talking to a lot of people. And they want me to talk about this topic. And I will go in on it deeper if there's anything that I missed. A man, just like a woman, wants to be wanted, desired, revered, honored. When the world tears you down, when the world beats you down, you know that you can come home. And just like that cell phone, that smartphone that has a charger, You can recharge. You can bring yourself to being back whole again. You feel good. You're eating good food. You're providing. You feel like a man. You're providing. You are a man. See, sex is not just what the world has made it to be. It's not some cheap act just for pleasure alone. Of course, there is an aspect of pleasure to it. But it's much more than that. It's a bonding. But how can you bond with your spouse when your spouse doesn't want to open up and bond with you? So you're left out in the cold. Am I making this up for excuses to cheat? Is it really cheating? Is it really cheating when you've been cheated out of what a person committed to and you never got it? Yeah, some people say, well, just divorce. It can be more complicated than that. Not just because of the financial investments that you made together. But the time you spent together, you tied up with this person. 
You want all of this with them. Not all the people out there who are cheating, who have something good and just end up doing more and have no reason for it. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about those who said, Lance, please talk about this issue. I've been doing the best I can all my life. Or the life that I had with her. I try to study her and learn her as you should. When you're in a committed relationship, you should have a degree in each other. So say the spouse is named Lady J. You should have a degree in Lady Jism. Right? That's the way it goes. You should know and study them. And, and, and seek to please them in every way, not just sexually. You're not just there for that. If you're a woman and say your husband's name or your man's name is Chance, you should have a degree in Chanceism to do everything possible to undo what the world has done to them in that day. And us as black people, we need each other even more. But you see how it is on the internet. The black man is talking bad about the black woman and the black woman is talking bad about the black man. And YouTube will let those things fly. The little old me, they'll shadow ban me. Because I point those things out. Of course, it's an agenda to break up the black family. If we can't make love with each other, if we can't show emotional support to each other, mental support to each other, to let your spouse know that you'll be there, to love every part of their being, mind, body, and soul. You may have been involved with somebody before who was an excellent lover. But if you're committed, you'll find a way. But if that partner doesn't want to please you or even work hard toward that in every way, you could be giving him the best sex that he ever had. But you can have a very disrespectful tongue. The same tongue that gives him pleasure is the same tongue that'll tear him down. Good men deserve and need respect. See? It's, 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 it's crucial. There's many women who say, but what is it that I did wrong? You have to be, home has to be like that 7-Eleven. What do I mean by that? And for those who don't know what 7-Eleven is, or uh, 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 what's the new one now? I've been out of America so long, I'm forgetting. That gas station that has every little bit of everything you might need. It might be at an expensive price, 
But if you want some cookies, you want some ice cream, you want a hamburger, you want some chicken, you want something to drink, they got lick in there too, whatever you want, pretty much across the board, you'll find something to tickle your fancy. Shouldn't that be how home is? What man wants to come home to no food and have to turn around and go pay for a meal again when he bought the ingredients for it? I'm not saying the woman has to be just the one to be home and cooking. She may work too. Maybe it's nice if you switch up and you both have the responsibility of create, making dinner. That's cool. That would be nice. Now, if you're not as good a cook and she can do it quick and she's better than you and you agree in your marriage that, well, she's going to take care of this. Just like the things that may be unique according to your own talents and abilities. And you take care of it. It's what you make it. Understand that. It doesn't have to be the same marriage contract that other people have, word for word. It's just a commitment and agreement between two people for the things they like and the way they agree on how things should be done in their life. And it should be good. And it should be fruitful. And you should multiply if you can afford it and you choose to do so. And going through the act of procreation, it's a beautiful thing. But then again, Answer the question for me. And I'm going to say it. I've been saying it. Could you understand when a person's been so neglected and they fall into the arms of another because they're desperate? They're not venomous. They're not trying to cheat on their spouse. But they're so hungry for the love. They're so hungry for the words of encouragement. That they have a feeling for this person and it goes there. Yes, we can all say, well, you should divorce that woman or you should divorce that man. It's easier said than done because when you have that residual love that's still there for them, you just can't leave them. If something happens to them, it will hurt you. You're stuck. You're trapped. Do you find someone or when you run across someone who does it for you, you are not there looking? Do you refrain from letting it go further, especially when you find out that they're going through the same thing? Do you torture yourself even more when you know that all of these decades, we're not talking about two months of neglect. Two months can turn into six, and six can turn into a year, and a year can turn into two, and four, and ten, fifteen. Because obviously this spouse is comfortable with the arrangement where they don't have to tend to you. See? When a man is with his woman, let's just say he's the king and she's the queen. They have equal power. But they have certain designations for what they must do in that relationship according to what they agree on. And when you make a commitment and lock a man down or lock a woman down, we're not saying lock like it's prison because it's a prison that you'll be happy in. But it's not a prison. 
It's like sentencing a gay man to 25 years to life in a prison with other men. He's in high hog heaven. <laughs> what happens? We're not talking about the dirty dog or the fast woman. We're talking about somebody who's dying inside. Because when you don't get this thing, everything, not just sex, but everything, everything, you'll be slowly dying inside because you're waiting for something that he or she refuses to give. So it's not like you're saying, well, I'm going to just go out there and cheat. Are you cheating? Is that considered cheating in your situation where you're starved of the basics that you were committed to? Or the person said they were committed to? You've discussed this already. You've talked about what you like and don't like. And you enter in this thing. And you realize they're not paying you no mind. See, let's talk about something. Let's talk about something. When a man, let's just say it this way. I'm trying to be polite. I'm just going to say the words, y'all. Most men like to get their dick sucked. It's not about putting your mouth on his dick. Okay? Scurve after dark. It's about making that man feel like he is so loved and respected. When a woman sucks a man's dick and you're in a relationship, just the same way as the man when he's eating you, okay? We're going to talk some adult talk. I'm sorry. We're going to talk. Let's just say for the woman. In a committed relationship both ways. That's working out pretty good. It's not the fact that he puts his mouth on your clitoris, your vagina, your anus, if that's what y'all like. It's all fair game in certain relationships. It's not that he's just doing that like he's scratching your back. What you enjoy is the fact that he wants to do this. He enjoys it, even if you didn't enjoy it, but you enjoy it. But it's like, oh my God. He wants this. He wants my flavor in his mouth. He wants to swallow me. And it feels so good because he's attuned to me. He's not one of them brothers who work on automatic and all the other women he ever dealt with. He does it the same way. He's he's downloading from your brain what you want so he stays ahead of the curve of your desire and he brings you to that point slowly but surely with an agonizing sweetness not to rush you've taken the scenic route with this but he wants this he wants to please you he wants you to know that there's nothing that comes out of your body that he will not ingest because he loves you Damn it, that's the best feeling. But if he was down there, he's like, uh, I'm not really into this. Did you wash? 
Well, I'll do it for you. But just make sure to hurry up and come. You don't want that. You feel bad like you don't want to, you don't want me. So the same with the man. He wants to know that his woman wants this. That he can lay back after a hard day's work. Yes, you might be doing something else. You might have intercourse. You might do this, whatever. But this is what's happening right now. This is what I call the times of when he says or she says, sweetheart, tonight is all about you. You lay back and don't move a muscle. I got this. And you see her eyes rolling up in her head because it's a joy for her to have your dick in her mouth. It's a joy because she loves you. She wants to please you. She respects you. She honors you. That's not the only way to honor and respect a man. But oh boy, when you are getting the treatment and you look down and she's in her own world of enjoyment from giving to you as you should give to her. That is something that hits your brain so hard. There's nothing that can happen in the outside world when you're done right. Not just sex, not just oral sex, not just, but everything. You put her first and she puts you first. But going back to the original topic, which it could be either a man or a woman, and I'm speaking as a man, when she disrespects you in public, I don't care how good she sucks your dick. She embarrassed you. She emasculated you. She put other people above you. She complains to other people and other people are snickering because they know what goes on in your household and they feel superior to you. And the next man looks at you like you're a piece of shit because he heard what goes on in your household. Maybe it's somebody around the corner or somebody in the church or a neighbor. So on top of the neglect, they don't even put you first. So what happens when somebody does? What happens when somebody remembers what your favorite dish is and either buys it for you or cooks it for you? There's a favorite album that you like from 40 years ago and they go out and buy the album in whatever form. You say, man, you remember that? It's just like getting some good head. Because they're into you. So if you go over her place and she's single or she's married too, going through the same thing and you treat her right and you got this thing going on. Is it wrong? Yes or no? Tell me in the chat room and tell me why. I'm not saying anybody should condone certain things. You know? And so I'm going to put Marvin Banks, who is on Facebook, I'm going to put his comment on the screen. 
So Marvin Banks on Facebook, because he's been making comments, but I've been focused on what I say. I don't think you get it, brother, but I'm going to read your thing anyway. Lance, I think, is in the genes. You are your parents. Some baby was hot in their ass. Don't sugarcoat. They pass it to the kids. I has or I have 13 brothers and sisters. I see it in them. That's a different subject, brother. That's not what I'm talking about. We have a lot of people who are hot in the ass, but they're hot in the ass and they bring their ass home because they're getting tightened up in a beautiful way. I'm talking about the people who are not getting that love, affection, and sex from the person they have at home. Be hot in the ass all you want to. I know people who have, like you said, 13 brothers and sisters. I know people who have 20 brothers and sisters. I grew up with several families that had lots of kids, old school style. I can't say they never stepped out. But for the most part, I can say that. They had a happy home. They were screwing up a storm. It's okay to be hot in the ass. Most of us here secretly are hot in the ass. <laughs> See? Look at the man in the illustration. He's looking at her, got his arm around her, and she's just looking off into space. Yeah, you can catch a snippet and catch a picture. Look at any kind of way. It doesn't mean that that's the way it is, but I did this just for this particular topic. And there's so many of us that are going through this. So when people say, oh, you're a cheat, is it that you're supposed to stay or you can get a divorce? But that's too draining for some people. Some say, let me keep what I have and just supplement what I'm not getting. Are they wrong? This is not a hot and ass thing. This is a thing that if the spouse took care of business at home, they would be thinking this way. Yes or no? Is it right? Is it wrong? It's easy from the outside because I've had many people come to me with this topic, more or less. They didn't express it the same exact way, but they said, listen, please talk about this. I'd like to see and hear the feedback before I make the leap. Before they make the leap. How do they say it? Before I let go. Doom, doom, doom. It doesn't mean that song wasn't made for that topic, but but what is it? They want comfort. They want respect. They want to be made to feel a certain way on so many fronts, and it's not there. It's not there. What do you do? You stay and deny yourself. You're not denying yourself. If you had your way, you'd be able to express yourself back to your spouse. 
And there are certain times now when there'll be dry spells. Maybe someone took a loss of a loved one, a family member. You never know. There are many reasons why. Many reasons. Ain't nobody answering. Oh, I played that earlier to get in the mood for the show. Sherelle, yes. He's given me everything I miss at home. He gives me attention. That's Sherelle and Alexander O'Neill in there. Yeah. I remember that song. That was... Uh, I think it was 1988. Very popular song. I loved it. And in my shenanigans, I was that guy. This has been going on. It is going on. And sadly, it don't seem like it's going anywhere. It's going to continue to happen. Now, some people are dirty dogs. They just want to, those are the hot in the ass people. They want to jump around from one situation to the next. Daily, nightly. And they have a good person at home. They, they just like this and they take advantage. They don't care. They can't control themselves. That's not what I'm talking about. I have to keep saying that. So come on, you give me an answer. In this situation... The people who wanted me to do the show, they want to know. You can write a paragraph. You can, let's get some feedback. Because I had to explain it this way so you know. It's not just, well, I'm horny and I, I'm not getting any at home, so I'm just going to get some of It's more than that. Because some people, it appears, take great pleasure in denying you. They deny you. It's like maybe they were done wrong in their lives by somebody else. This could be male or female now. And they're going to make you pay. But you're the nice guy. You're the nice woman. They're going to make you pay. And men do it to women in similar ways. There's a lot of overlap. 95%. But there's that 5% where it's more unique and what the woman needs a little more of. She needs to be told that she is attractive. Not just tell her that, but you got to mean it and point out why. Take time with her. Make her feel good. Make her smile. She might be smiling and hurting on the inside. Take time with her from the busy schedule. I say, come over here, sweetheart. Sit, sit next to me. Talk to me. We've been working hard these last few weeks, doing overtime. How you been really feeling? Yeah, I know we got to go out and do the lawn and all that stuff today, but we're going to take some time today. I'll give us 15 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour. I just want you to know I love you. I'm always committed to you. There's nobody else. And I still think you're drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, 
are you lying? I put on 30 pounds after all. I had that baby last year. And, and it's you that I'm into. It's not some dimensions or tape measure that if you don't measure this way around your waistline, all of a sudden, I don't love you anymore. I committed to you. No matter what you turn into, I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to just develop bad eating habits and, you know, get sick. But I'm not going to allow you to get that way because we're going to keep each other in balance. When you say committed to the person, it's mind, body, and soul. They should be able to talk to you. They should be able to open up to you on anything. It might be something that she wants to do sexually with you. That she always wanted to try with you. But she's a little embarrassed to say it. I've talked to a lot of people. I'm not saying I'm some marriage counselor. But people trust me and open up to me. Because I don't put their names out. If they say, Lance, you could talk about this. I want to get the feedback. Or listen. Don't talk about this because it's kind of unique. There was, and I have permission to say this. I have permission. There was a woman who, she had a good sex life. She wasn't thinking about straying. But, Yeah, okay, I'm seeing it now. Seeing the answers. I appreciate the answers. Yeah. You're all right. So, she considered herself normal. But she wanted to try something that she felt that her husband would not want to do. And she's like, Lance, how can I break this to him? How can I introduce another level of exploratory sexuality, which doesn't have to be something we do every day, but I want to try it out. But I know he might be against it. So I said, what are you trying to bring somebody else into the... She said, no, 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 no. I'm good with him. So, okay. Because he's probably not going to want to do that. You know, especially if you say you want another man in the picture. Men ain't going for that. Most men want to be the only dick in the room when it comes to multiple partners. <laughs> That's the truth. Unless they're down low. Unless they're into the P. Diddy Duty syndrome. So I said, I'm really curious to know because you're asking me how to break it to him. Well, she said, you know, I've always wanted to like, have sex, and afterward, as we hold each other, we urinate on each other. I said, okay. I said, really and truly, that's from what I'm hearing and what I've seen in the world and my exploits. That's not really weird. It's just something that people don't put out there, but a lot of people are into that more than you know. You'd be surprised. She says, I know you've talked to a lot of people. Are you sure? 
She felt so happy thinking that it wasn't something weird anymore. I said, that's something that most people keep secret. They don't talk about stuff like that. You know? Marvin Banks were trying to explain it. It's not like you just go out there and just say, screw, screw another person when you're married and get caught, you're gone. Yeah, we know that. You know that. But maybe you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's deeper than that. It's not just, I'm going to screw somebody in. If I get caught, no. We're talking the emotional stuff. We're talking just being neglected. But see, there are a lot of people out here that are not even aware of those levels. And I find oftentimes that those insensitive partners that don't give a damn about your satisfaction, not just sexually, but sexually in all other ways, that they just don't give a damn. It's a narcissistic thing, like a control thing. I'm really believing that now. As time goes on, and I talk to more and more people like this. But yes, Sean, she wanted to try golden showers. And she told me, she says, it's not like I wanted to kind of do it to him. It'd be nice if we both do it together. I just wanted to feel that. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I said, at least you're honest in what you want. But you want it with him. But you're going to have to talk to him. Maybe he may not be as resistant as you think. She says, oh, he was brought up strict and it just has to be this way or that way. He says, she says, I don't mind all the positions. You know, he doesn't mind the positions and different things, but something like that. So maybe you need to turn him out with it. Kind of hint to him. But whatever it is that you like, you have to be able to have that in your life. Because when you don't, it will grow like a bill that you don't pay. A credit card bill. It grows every month with interest when you don't pay. Your desires will not go away. They'll come back even stronger. And you have to fight it harder to quell it, to hold it in. Who wants to go through that? Who wants to go through that? But I'm going to do probably a part two to this. Because this is just a, just the tip of the iceberg. Because there's so many marriages and so many relationships where there's so many issues. Double lives that many are forced to live because they're not, they refused to give that love their spouse. It's, it's something. You're right, you're right, clairvoyant, Queen Sunshine. She says, Uncle Lance, it's unfortunate we live in a time where people are very unbothered and emotionally immature. You have to have that responsibility. You're correct. You're correct. Clairvoyant Queen Sunshine. You have to have maturity. Because why would you commit to somebody if you're not going to go all the way? 
If you have a problem with anything that can be done between the both of you, you'll need to speak that out before you even make the commitment. Negotiate. Work it out. Communication. But many people don't communicate. I know I've been a communicating ass all my life. Nobody's going to tell me or say to you, oh, Lance doesn't communicate. <laughs> when I draw my pictures on a, with art, I put so much detail that you have to see it. If I write something in an article, I put so much detail where you have to see it. So if I talk to you, I'm going to talk to you in respect. And what I mean, I'm not saying you're dumb as a rock. I'm just saying I'm going to explain it so that even a rock can understand where I'm coming from. So be able to communicate your feelings. Because if you don't and you can continue to suffer, then that's partially your blame. If you got a pebble in your shoe and you're walking in the street with friends and they're walking fast and every time you take a step, it's painful and you don't say anything, it's not... It's not their fault now. You got to say something. If they choose to keep walking and leave you, then you know they ain't your friend. It's amazing. That's a beautiful thing, Golden Brown. That's a beautiful thing. You're talking about golden showers. Now we have golden brown come in. <laughs> ah, I can, I can, I can go with some jokes with that, but I'll be respectful. And when I say jokes, I'm not venomous or whatever. But it's right. You can talk about it. You know, they got some couples out here, but they can't even talk about what they've done in the bedroom. And it might have been 20 minutes earlier, and they're so uptight. That's amazing to me. Like it's something bad, sinful. You need to keep quiet about it. Why not talk about it? You might get turned on again and want to do something else. It's the beauty of it. But you can express yourself with your mate every single day if you want. That's the beauty of coming home, having it all. Didn't we almost have it all? <laughs> it shouldn't be that way. You should work together to have it all. You want to laugh? <laughs> I just saw that. She said, go ahead. <laughs> oh, if you scroll up, you'll see. You'll see um, Sean Jeffers. He said, golden showers. When I was speaking about the young lady who wanted a husband, to urinate on her, right? And she also said she wanted, she didn't want to swallow it, but she wanted to, him to pee in her mouth. She's going to spit it out. Like that clown, on those long row of clowns, they got the balloons on the head. You know when you stand up in the in amusement park and you got that water pistol and everybody's shooting water in the mouth and there's a balloon on the head? <laughs> Uh, I got a big imagination, but they said golden showers, and now you have the name Golden Brown. Golden showers? Golden Brown? What is that? 
a person who's in the doo No, I'm just <laughs> that's what I, I thought. Because I saw the good if I saw Golden Brown at first, I would have thought that, but I saw Golden Showers up top. I'm not saying you into that. You know what I mean? I would never insult anybody directly like that. You know. You all know my style. But you say go ahead. <laughs> Baby, I want to try some golden brown tonight. <laughs> oh, what is that a combo? <laughs> I'm bugging. Because everybody's not going to laugh at themselves, right? Or, or just... <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. <laughs> oh, oh, man. My mind is too quick sometimes. My mind is quick sometimes. I'm in public and I see things for a split second and something else pops in and it's funny. You know, I'm known for changing up the words of songs to some funny stuff. Um... I was in the shower and I had the phone on YouTube playing one of the playlists that they make for you. And so there's an old song from 76, 77, I think it's 76 into 77 by a group called Craftwork and it's named Trans Europe Express. So I'm sitting here bugging out and you know Trans Europe Express, and they make these sound effects. So, because the first word in the song is trans, I was acting like I was cutting off my penis. <laughs> Not that I want to do that, I'm just saying trans. You know what I mean? They were ahead of their time. They're talking about a train, <laughs> but I was bugging. I was, I was a clown. I was a clown. Making up words and stuff. I might do that. Make up a whole complete new song about that stuff. I like to have fun like that. Oh, you remember that, Lady J? <laughs> Golden Brown is bugging over what I said. Oh, baby, let's go home tonight and do some Golden Brown. You know what? Oh, man. I found out two people that I know are into that. I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking what y'all do. But uh, if that's what smoke should draw, let's go ahead and do it. And there are people who meet each other who are into all kind of things. They get down in it and they're happy as can be. It just does it for them. I remember I was what? I had to be 18 or 19 years old. I was dating this girl like two years older than me. She was, she was gorgeous. And we were hanging out with her cousin. Her female cousin was wild. She was wild. She was just uninhibited, reckless, and just crazy. Really crazy. Nice girl. We had a party over at my house. And she met one of my friends. They disappeared. They were in the backyard getting it on. I'm like, what the heck? Crazy. So she had this other man that she was with. And so me... And my girlfriend at the time, who was her cousin, we all went out to Far Rockaway. And there's this short-stay hotel. So we got a room. I'm young. And so her cousin in this, the guy was an older guy. He had to be like damn near 50. She was about 25, 24. And so they went in their room. We went in our room. It's like, 
It was short, stable. We brought enough time to say, okay, we'll stay till the morning and we'll go get something to eat and bounce. Telling the story now. Although I'm a clown, Golden Brown. I'm a clown. I just don't like to use, oh, yeah, all the noise. I got to tell you a story about this guy that it was a little off in the head, but that song reminds me of him, and I'll tell you why. I won't even do it now. It's going to take like 30 minutes. Me and McClown. We'll do some comedy stuff, talking some stuff. But, you know, I don't want people to think I'm like, you know, if I use a little profanity in a spicy way to season it, I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm some creep or you're some lowdown, whatever. Because I don't need to do that to tell the joke, but sometimes you need to, you know, spice up a joke sometimes. So if I do that, I've been talking about doing like a little comedy show. I'm just telling stories. I'm not trying to like make you all bug out with jokes all the time, but it's funny stories. It's like I'm telling stories. It's taking you on a trip. Funny stuff. I'm just going to break out and do it. I'm not going to say, well, this Friday or this Saturday, I'm going, no, I'm not going to say it like that. I'm just going to break out and just do it. But I really want to show my face when I do it. These shows when I do it, I'm going to have the banner up and stuff like that. I want to, I want you to see me because I'm going to do hand motions and imitating people and stuff like that. Then you'll see how nuts I am. But I will be using uh, spicy language. And it's not to insult anybody. Or if you, I thought you were a good man, Lance. You're using, you, you, you said shit. You said fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't need to use those words to convey it. But the joke, sometimes you, you need to say certain things. So, you know, we're going to do it. You know? But yeah, so here they in, they're in the room. And um, it was right next to ours. The walls are thin, so we could hear them getting it on. And boy, were they getting it on. Whatever they were doing, they were getting it on. So, you hear a knock on the door. And so it was the cousin. And so she's like, yo, went to the front desk. But ain't nobody there. I need some toilet paper. Some toilet paper? I think we got some extra bit here. Here, here's one. Here's a roll. Would you ready to leave soon? Because I wanted to stay a little more, right? We were all together. So she's like, yeah, a little while. We just, you know, we're going to chill a little bit. We might get into a little something before we go. So, okay. All of a sudden, we smelled the stench. Like, what the? Like, whoever made this smell, you were mad at them. You didn't even see them. Like, whoever did that, man, that, y'all are nasty. Who? Smell like somebody's shit. No, seriously. That's raw shit. Who's up in here shitting? There was no noise in the room next to us. Everything was sealed off. So, my old girlfriend goes and knocks the door. And the cousin opens it, but she opens it like, I don't want you to see what we do in the side of the room type thing. She pushed her face and cracked the door like an inch and her eye was right there all big. Get what you want. So you smell that smell? And she started laughing. And then she closed the door. She yeah, I smell it. And she closed the door. So in the morning time, it was early morning too. It was like we saw them with drop cloth, like plastic drop cloth. Like you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, 
and they have the regular cloth, drop cloth that catches the paint. Then you got the one that's thin, but it still works. And some people prefer the plastic. So they coming out with extra, you know, where you get that plastic from? Oh, we use it. Use it? Use it for what? Were you in there painting? Ah, no, nah, no, nah, we didn't want to mess up the bed. I said, okay, it's none of my business, but I think I heard it all, maybe done a, a whole lot of things in my life, but what you doing with... So evidently, you used other plastic drop cloths in that room. Yeah, 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 we did. We used it. <laughs> it was good, too. The plastic drop cloth was good? What you talk about? Well, you know, put me to the side. You know, we into a couple of things there, right? We ain't normal like other people, you know. We know we ain't right. But you know, we we we, we you know we eat a little food, you know, drink a little prune juice, you know. We kind of time it and hold it. When we make it love, you know, when we hit that magic moment, we let it go. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Let what go? I know. Normally, you're going to let certain things go. Letting go, what you talking about? Oh, man, you know. We weren't always into this, man. We discovered it because, you know, we were doing our thing and it messed up and slipped out. That felt good, though. So now we did it on purpose and we hooked. I said, y'all are nasty. Y'all are nasty. Y'all in there shitting in the bed and you put plastic drop cloths on it so you can fold it up. Where'd you put the, the plastic drop cloth that had doodle on it? Oh, we folded up. We put it in the garbage can. I said, you should have took that whole thing out. You should have brought some hefty bags and put it in there and took it somewhere else. Poor housekeeper. I hope she speaks English because if she don't, <laughs> she could be cussing you out in a different language. But like I say, to each his own. To each his own. He's just on. I'm doing a lot of things. I ain't doing that. <laughs> ah, well, you know what? At least they're doing what they want. It may not be what the rest of the world, 85% of the world wants to do, but they accommodate each other. I'm not saying if your spouse comes to you with that, that you have to, because that's a little way out. You better kind of compromise with that and work, work something out, you know. <laughs> I don't know how you work that out. Brothers go to work it out. <laughs> it's crazy. But I'm gonna wrap this down in a few. Anybody want to say anything? Or, or have me deal with something or one aspect of it? I just want you all to understand that this is not a cheap thing. Just go out there and just run with anybody. It's people who are neglected and deprived of love, respect, and the physical aspects. That really count because I think feel good, man. And you with your person, you can't express yourself. And the other things of the lack of respect and the putting you down, emasculating you, or, 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 you know, just isolating you that way. Yeah, we need to divorce or whatever, but sometimes it's not as easy. It's easy to go down there and do that, but a lot of people don't want to go through that. They love the person they're with. They just, they just go and sing the Sherelle song, Things I Miss at Home. 
<laughs> you know? Clairvoyant <laughs> Queen Sunshine. That's the <laughs> I wasn't sure <laughs> if I wanted to you to hear this part about the doo-doo, but I couldn't stop listening. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you heard it, now you can't unhear it. That's the messed up part. I've added on to maybe some memories you don't want to have. Just don't unsubscribe. You know, I, I'll keep it clean. <laughs> I never listened to the landscape show no more. I thought he was a cool dude. That nigga nasty. He talk about, I'm only repeating. Because you know I'm going to talk some stuff. But I'll only repeat if a person gives me permission. Now, way back then, they couldn't say, well, this is 1981. But in 2023, I give you permission to talk about this on the Lance Curve show. Maybe that brother might not be with us no more. The age he was, he was in his prime. But, you know, that was 42 years ago. You know, he might not be with us. He might be listening and laughing. You never know. You know, but you got to vet people. You got to vet people. Before you get involved with them, check out their families. Check out how the families move. Because lots of time, that will tell you a whole lot. If there's no affection, if there's, that, if there's that emotional distance, or they may not know how to love. And it may not be, fault, be their fault that they don't know. But when they refuse you and tell you in the beginning, I'm down for committing to you. And they turn their back on me that way. We got a problem. Because I didn't come into this thing to cheat. But you came into this thing maybe already knowing that you'll be cheating me. If you cheat me, is it cheating if you go out to get what you need? Is it? I'm going to put that question up in the community section. Let's see. There are a lot of hurting people out here, y'all. I remember I was in this church in North Carolina and the pastor said if you're having problems in your marriage major problems come up to the front and I couldn't believe 90% of that congregation who were married she had some singles in there oof 90% of them first 10% just went up and five minutes went by and the other 80% <laughs> they got up there. It was like, let's see who else is going first before we go. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. We're talking about major problems. Not minor little things. Which you don't know what they would gauge as minor or major. You know? <laughs> ah, I'm not sure, Uncle Lance, if you remember. It was my daughter. And then I started calling you Uncle Lance. I'm not going to unsubscribe. No, I remember. I remember. I got a good memory. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do nothing to make you unsubscribe. But I'm definitely going to keep things real. But I always give warnings before I tell stories of such. You know. But I'm feeling good with you all tonight. My throat is getting a little dry. My throat was dry when I started. And um, it's real dry now. But my second one for the day. I'm going to do two more tomorrow. We got Brother Neil Frazier on. And um, it's going to be phenomenal. 
when I wake up, we're going to put one out there. I'm going to be away a little while because I'm five hours ahead of the East Coast and maybe too early. Because I do have one thing to do early. I'm going to come back, I'm going to do that, do a news show. I'm going to do something at night, maybe a part two of this or something similar. Right? So I'm going to sign off. You know? Oh, yeah, North Carolina Black Church, Church is Tracy and Jay. Well, well, you know what? Y'all love it when I go in on the church. Tomorrow night at nighttime. For me, nighttime, it'll be like maybe late, early evening or something. We're going to do something with the church. I'm going to find a, an aspect of the church that I haven't touched on yet. We're going to do it. Now let's, I'm, I'm going to tell some real stories that I know about. Y'all are welcome to chime in. We're going we to get down in the church. They're going to be mad at me. At damn last, but it's true what he's saying. <laughs> We're going to drop some truth. Huh? We're going to make it real. Because huh? tomorrow night I'm going to be past the landscape. Huh? And we're going to break bread. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how most of y'all are down on your knees and not to pray to the Lord. <laughs> Some of y'all are gagging. <laughs> Some of y'all spit. <laughs> Some of y'all swallow. We're going to tell it. Anyway, y'all know I'm crazy. You got to get me into that mood because I'm a little shy sometimes. I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm a creep. But I, I'm nuts. I'm more nuts and more crazy than y'all can imagine. Trust me. You have to bring that side out of me. Tithes and orphans, the gay choir directors, shaking their behind, too. And they always get that position, too. <laughs> anyway, let me, um, thank you, Oyawa. Thank you. My, you hear my voice? It's getting real rough. I got to fix this module and see what was wrong with it, why it didn't come out with the sound. <clears throat> the people are going to listen to it and say, oh, there's no sounds. So we're not going to listen to it. They're going to miss a good one. But anyway, let me see. I could probably still operate this thing. And uh, let's see what's going on here because the sound is not coming out. I'm just going to keep operating it through the phone, which may bring me to some awkward moments here. But anyway, oh, yeah, the horny church ladies. Yes, I know about them real good. I got to tell you all about them. I'm scared to tell them stories because it's what? What? And I was going to these churches occasionally with friends of mine, 15, 16, 17, 18. Y'all know what I looked like when I was training. Boy, oh boy. Mm -mm -mm. I should really go in deep on that aspect of it. I'm going to talk the general stuff and I'm going to zero in on the, the horny church. That's what I should call horny church ladies on the Landscape show. Because <laughs> there's a lot of sexual tension in the black church, you know. There's a lot of sexual tension. And everybody's trying to walk around holy, but they're about to explode. And they can get toxic up in there. And it's like Sex Fest 2023. I'm only saying 2023 because it's the year it's in. But way back then, Sex Fest 1983, 1982, 1981. I know. The amount of gays that used to try to hit on me. Crazy. Following around all this stuff. Ugh, I'm gonna tell it tomorrow. We're gonna we gonna get down. We're gonna tell it. We ain't holding back nothing. Alcoholic deacon. <laughs> the sneaking deacon. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to forget. I'm going to change your mind. It won't be the first one. After I wake up, it'll be the one in the evening. We're just going to start and go right on in. I got to come up with a good idea for a banner with that one. <laughs> it would take me a while. But anyway, y'all, let me sign off. I think I can just operate this on the computer, even though the sound didn't come through. So we'll see. Let me see here. But it's registering on the actual module. I don't understand. I got this going on the phone. Let me check something else. It could be something simple because there's a whole lot of buttons. A whole lot of buttons here. It's set right there. That bugged me out. I'm sitting here talking. I had everything set up like usual. And it ain't working. Okay. Maybe if I try it this way. Let me see something. You might hear an echo. Before, on the way out, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> Let me just see something here. Is this muted? No. That's in. That's open. So why are we not hearing this this way? You know what? I'll do this after on a private stream that doesn't go out there just to make sure. Because yeah, I want this working right for tomorrow. But it is like 121 in the morning. I'll be here for a few more minutes, but I'm going to be winding down soon. I just hope that I don't have dreams of plastic drop cloths, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you hear that clairvoyant queen sunshine? <laughs> Golden brown? Yeah, let me wrap up on out, out of here. And um, we'll, definitely, uh, we'll definitely get down tomorrow several, several times. The one thing to do in the morning, and I'm good after that. But we're going to have some fun. We'll definitely have some fun. So much love to you all. Lansker out. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Let me get some liquid in me. I'm definitely going to go and get something to eat. Maybe a little bite to eat. All right? Take care, y'all. Peace. Mm -hmm.